worth it to watch you start screaming. I'm trying to do my best. Usa. It's a good thing everybody's used to the angry version of me. Yeah, I mean, there really is no other version. I've been pissed all day. It's been a rough start. <laughs> and welcome, everybody, to episode number 31 of the Chopheads MMA podcast. I got myself, Chris Gucci. I got my boy, the Reverend Tommy D, in the Woo! building. And it's been um it's been a long shitty Monday and I'm here to complain about it because that's yeah. what I do on my Monday night recordings of the Chopheads MMA podcast. We are live from the Flipping Made Easy Studios here in Matawan, New Jersey. Um that's about all the energy I have in me right now. So if Tommy from here on out you're going to take the lead on this show. Okay. And uh, no, seriously though. How was your week? How week was pretty good a weekend was was kind of busy uh you know we had the uh the football yesterday watching the raiders get waffle stomped that was the definition of a waffle stomp um then i watched the the absolute barn burner of a green bay packers seattle game felt like i was watching baseball it was three nothing until the fourth quarter and then that was it Beautiful, just, beautiful, beautiful display by the Packers. Defense. It was. I'm not going to sit here and complain about a shutout against the Seahawks. So I'm happy about that. My Packers are eight and two atop the look at NFC. It this way. At least you're not celebrating a win over the Falcons. Let's just well, look at it that way. Dave, Dave's talking about lineage, quarterback lineage. <laughs> the fuck is going on here? I go on Twitter today, and there's like he's got a huge Cowboy following, and on Twitter there's a guy that's naming all like pretty much every quarterback that ever played for the Cowboys. He's like, I count six franchise quarterbacks, and I'm like, yeah, I count fucking about six combined playoff wins outside <laughs> of Aikman and Staubach. So let's not talk about that. Dave, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I know you're listening. Dave also is fully aware. Of how angry I am right now. I do. It has I, nothing to do with anything to do with chop sports or business, but Chase Bank is fucking me over right now. I've been on hold for the better part of two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I was here for an hour. Of and it. I didn't, I still have yet to get through. We put the show off. I made Tommy sit here and watch me pace and complain, put the show off. And then I got disconnected. So now I'm recording on the heels of about 30 seconds after the fact that I got disconnected from Chase Bank. Large sum of my money is missing. Um, loss prevention, more like fucking account recovery. They yeah. got me on hold with loss prevention. I'm like, maybe you guys should have put yourselves on hold with loss prevention before you lost well, the money. Well, the money that you just lost before I was walking up here kind of made sense. I saw like six kids with brand new bikes come riding down the street. So that's where your money went. No, this isn't fucking 1980, bro. Nobody uses cash anymore. The kids did not steal my money. This is the Matrix. The Matrix... Or China <laughs> stole China. my money. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna edit that because I'm too frustrated. But China. Anyway, MMA, bro. We we have usually we have an issue coming up with content right throughout the week. Things get a little bit slow. The past two weeks, we did not have any issues. Nope. We've been blessed by the MMA gods. Spoiled. Spoiled. Whatever you want to say. We've had a lot to talk about. Now, almost so much to talk about that I've gotten complaints from people saying that you guys aren't talking long enough about the important content because i'm pretty sure you could guess who it is complaining yeah hawaii mike of course yes hawaii mike it's not it's not 
it's not unsolicited advice if you welcome it to a degree. Like, I, I do appreciate people telling me, like, I have thick skin when it comes to this. You could tell me I what mean, I'm doing I mean, he was wrong. like a... Uh, a record but he's right he's right and i'm going to explain it what happens is i have things that i have to do so if there's certain cases where you get here late or like today where i'm dealing with bullshit what happens is i'm like all right i gotta be out of here by 7 7 30 and then once it starts getting close to that time i start getting fucking annoyed because i have to edit this podcast i have to edit the jimmy show you know and then i just want to be able to fucking eat a meal you know smoke a joint in peace but those things are gone for me nowadays but we're going to talk about the ufc event that just took place this past weekend with max holloway against yair pantera is that his nickname yeah. rodriguez who Pantiwera. i know that you don't really like him because of no. i don't know why I, I guess maybe there's a beat thing i know well, I he mean, got beat up by frankie that but he's yeah, a but fighter he's he's been in some wars i give him his credit dude he, he ran from the guy Lost his job because of it. Came back, was supposed to fight him again. The fight fell through again. And Zabit's sitting at home for the past two years with no opponent because nobody else wants to fight an unranked guy who's undefeated in the octagon. So this was the fight for the both of them. And he's getting these fights with the Korean zombie. Now he just had this one with Max off of what? I mean, he's showing out. Maybe the, the fight with Korean Zombie, he won by spectacular knockout in a war. He was losing. That was that was the luckiest knockout did I've you see ever that, seen. Did you see that he landed that? It makes it less lucky to me after watching this event because he landed that exact same elbow on Max. So I think that's a technique that he uses and he, he mastered. And it might be a lucky shot to knock somebody out with it with yeah, the final I guess, second. I guess Zombie just couldn't see it coming. <laughs> so, as far as the fight goes, it went largely how I expected it to go. Max is just too much for pretty much anybody named not named Alexander Volkanovsky in, in that division. Oh. I mean, I knew Max was going to win. I didn't think it was going to be as close as it was. I mean, you saw the you saw Yair's foot after uh, after the fight. Well, right? like to to that point, they made a lot of to do about it on the, on the telecast about how he stopped throwing the, the leg kicks. I'm like, well, that explains it. After you see the the foot after the fight, he might have you know, broken I always wondered something. if that was from the leg kicks or it was from the, the head kicks that he was throwing that Max kept blocking with his wrist. I mean, it probably was both. Um, but, I mean, if your foot is blowing up like that, then you're not kicking him right. You're supposed to be kicking with the shin. Well, not necessarily that he's not kicking him right. I'm sure he knows how to throw the kick. His yeah. technique is there. He's but when, when you get right. when you get checked and Max is checking kicks, now Max was definitely not okay with those kicks. No. Early on, he had no, to make the adjustment. He had to make the adjustment, and he did start checking him in the middle of the second round, and that's when they stopped. <laughs> if you really look at it, that's when it stopped. And honestly, it's a lot easier said than done to go in there with the game plan and just kick, kick, kick. But when you got a guy like Max who just doesn't stop, really, like he's – his punches and bunches are very Diaz style, maybe with a little bit more thump in his punches, if yeah. that makes sense. Maybe, you know, that you can make the case. But, you know, I expected it to go the way it went. Max with his takedowns, you know, like even even taking him down. Do you have three takedowns in this yeah. fight? So Max is kind of showing that he's he's well rounded. I don't I don't know that there's another fight in the division that I'm really excited about other than Volkanovski and Max, and it's very rare that I get excited for a trilogy. Where Especially it's, when it's just two to nothing. 
but it's not to me. I understand what you're saying, but that yeah. second fight, I thought Holloway won that fight. So that's why I think Dana White is very usually apprehensive to give a third shot to somebody. But in this case, it's like there wasn't enough controversy around there, and it wasn't like Max sat there and demanded anything. He went out there and he won some tough fights and put himself back in the position that he's in right now. Like Max earned this spot again. Yeah, no, you're you're right, and also you have to look at Max as so you had Aldo, who was the 145 goat, right? After Aldo, Max was the top dog there, you know, for a decent amount of time until he lost the belt to uh, to Volkanovski. But talk about somebody who ran through a division. Yeah, and like forget about what Max did when he had the belt. He ran through the division before he had the belt. He 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 did it the right way. He won He's ten in a row. He's only thirty. Yeah. <laughs> We say that a lot about these guys, and this, I said it. I mean, I'm not not to get into baseball, but Carlos Correa. How old do you think he is? He's only 27. I feel like he's been in baseball for is 15 he really? years. Yeah, that's what I was, he started playing when he was like 19. So Puerto Ricans don't get older; they get younger somehow. I guess. But uh, well, with Max, I mean, he's 30, but his brain is about in his late 50s now. I mean, but he's never been knocked down, never been knocked out. In all of his fights, like that is just the craziest stat. I thought Frankie's stats were crazy. Holloway's stats are extremely crazy. Like three thousand strikes. Um, yeah, he set some records this weekend. Yeah, and he's never been knocked down, or he's never been knocked out. I think that's the most impressive thing to me is that he's never been knocked down. Like yeah. be, being knocked out is one thing, right? But you don't even get fucking caught enough to put you on your ass once. He's been taken down a, f- a few times in, in MMA, but yeah, his back has touched he's, the map enough. He's a never punch. he's never been dropped. I, I find that in, because if you look at the murderer's row of fighters that he's fought against in his career, it's not like Max ever ducked anybody. He nope. fought everybody that was in line to fight him, and he even. I mean, even in other cases, he was willing to step up and fight Khabib. He was willing to step up, you know, move up in weight classes. Did he not fight Poirier? He did fight Poirier. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He's stepping up and he's fighting guys. I love Max Holloway. I can't say enough good things about him. I think a a state like Hawaii, after the whole, how BJ Penn kind of carried that state on their back, on, on his back for a while. And then he had his unfortunate fall from grace, albeit... You know, inside the cage is one thing, but it was, I think, a little bit worse outside the cage mm-hmm. where people now can't really cling to BJ Penn as his folk hero. Max stepped in and he kind of took over that role and he's doing it the right way. Yeah, he's, look, he's the best, man. And I remember when we were doing our other show all those years ago. And, you know, one of the things that you said and it stuck with me is we're basically what we watched Max Holloway grow up in the octagon. Like he was a toddler when he came into the octagon and now he's, you know, full grown. It's the same thing with Nate, Nate Diaz. When these kids, you come in at 19 years old and you're, you have no strength and conditioning. You're just there and you're just down to fight <laughs> and you might have some skills. You could box a little bit, but when you start to see these, these guys now, Max is a, a, a wily vet, but you see what happens when you get a serious athlete with seven, eight years of strength and conditioning and actually committing to something. It's, it's like what he see. did to Calvin Cater was downright criminal. Yeah. That was downright that criminal. Was, that was, I think out of all the 30,000 strikes he landed, I think 26,000 of them were in that <laughs> fight. Right? Calvin Cater got beat That's why I'm like, to smithereens. That's what I was kind of thinking he was going to do to Yair because I, I figured with, but then as the fight was going on, I remembered, well, Yair fights on the outside and so does Max. So eventually somebody's going to have to go forward and, and meet in the middle. But 
you know, we're going to get the third fight. For as one-sided as that fight was, it was a really good, entertaining fight, uh, nonetheless. Like, yeah. Yair brought it. You got to tip your hat. I know you're not a fan of his, but he brought it, and he's he showed heart. And I was looking to see if he could have at least knocked Max down, because some of those leg kicks looked like they were going to get through, and or not like head once, kicks looked like they were going to get Once Max through. made it through the first, uh, weathered the first storm where he got hit, he got cracked hard in the first round. And I was like, well, if he could eat that, he's going to, he's going to be just fine because I know Yair is a kind of a, he doesn't really string together combos that well. He's not a, a volume boxer at all. And to be able to, if you're, if you hit max with your best shot and it does nothing, you almost have no chance to me to knock him out because you have to string it together against a guy like that because you need five, six, seven in a row with the home with his, runs. Yeah. His, his length. It's hard. I mean, look, it was hard for Volkanovski, and then look at him. He's a, a little boulder of a human being. Careful. <laughs> I thought you were going to say an M word. <laughs> but uh, look, the fight was what it was. Definitely a great fight. Obviously, we know what's next for Max because even Vol- Volkanovski was on podcast today with Hawani and he said yeah you know he's like you guys say what you want he's like if that's what everybody wants then I'm down I'm not going to say no to a fight he's like but I'm I'm 2-0 against Max whichever way you want to slice it if that's what the people want then fine by all means I'm the champion which hats off to him for that because I can't think of many champions that'll go for a third round again third fight against somebody that they beat twice already you know it's like I beat him well the, the I be, yeah I was gonna say the first fight when they fought Volkanovski definitely beat him I agree the, the second fight like you said it could have went to Max um like the second but, fight I thought was a bad decision I thought it should have gone to Max I don't think it I mean, could have gone you know Volkanovski doesn't the, the guy played rugby for Christ he's not afraid of another human being like that that's just what it is you can't be afraid of people and play a sport like rugby well I mean the fact that I'm going to stop you here because the fact that you fight MMA, I think, is enough proving the fact that you're not afraid. Yeah, but you've seen so many MMA guys duck. You know, I don't want to fight this guy. They're, they're ducking. Just like you say with these, I'm not going to fight an unranked guy, and I'm ranked because, God forbid, if I lose, that's not a good look. Like, Yeah. Now, we obviously know what's next for Max. Do we have any idea what's next for Yair? Do we, yeah, do give we him Zabit. You think so? Yeah, I don't think I think that Zabit's not really there yet. As crazy as that sounds, he's not active enough. Maybe because of like the, the past history, but I would say that you're more likely to see a. Did did Brian Ortega just win or lost? He, he's coming off of a loss too, correct? Brutal loss. Yeah, that's what I'm. So I think maybe Ortega against um, Yair wouldn't be bad. I think that would be a pretty decent fight uh, stylistically and kind of just seeing like which one of these guys could we put away for a while now and they get really got to fight their way back because I like to see two guys coming off of a loss fighting each other when they have the name value that these two have because it makes for two desperate potential title contenders like to get back you need to win this fight so it adds that element in training and just like but it also leads to some bad fights. Because there's so much apprehension that you don't yeah, want to lose. The, the crazy thing to me is, so Yair got this fight off the one win from Korean Zombie, right? Before that, he hadn't fought anybody. He got the fight with Korean Zombie. He beats the Korean Zombie. Here he is going up against Max, which could have been a title. Honestly, that might not be a bad one. Korean Zombie was winning that fight up until the last second. Yeah. So I think that if there's a chance that you see... A rematch with Yair, it might be that. Right? Because he was... If I'm Korean Zombie, I want that fight bad. 
Yeah, how do you not? Right? So being that you lost in the final second, it was a war. That fight delivered. It wasn't like if, if that knockout didn't happen, people would have been like, that was a great fight. So let's get let's give the people that one again. I'm all for that. I'm, I'm for that too. I just love bashing uh, Yair Rodriguez because Roberto over at Fightbook loves him. Speaking of Fightbook. Yes, that's how I was trained. I was... You were hoping that I would, I would, yeah, yeah. Um, so, guys, you already know that you can head over to uh, chopsportsmedia.com and find our podcast from there. But if you're trying to go for your one-stop shop, fight news, pro wrestling news, as you were on www.fightbookmma.com, Chopheads MMA has its own tab right at the top with all of our shows linked up there roberto hooked us up so if you guys are there you could still get the show from here we still get the love and roberto thank you so much for putting plug, us on the, the hookup the plug yeah that's that's one hell of a of a nice thing that you did there for us and uh we just wanted to thank you for that man um and speaking of Fightbook mma i guess we'll it's a beautiful time to transition into the Reverend's Rundown. Wow, we're doing good today. You're an angry motherfucker, or we're transitioning like Caitlyn Jenner. Hey, Chop Sports family, it's Jimmy Palumbo here. I am doing a stand-up show on November 27th, Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend at 7.30 p.m. at the Carteret Performing Arts and Event Center with great comedian Mike Marino. Phone number 877-849-2722 for tickets. Again, 877-849-2722, November 27th, 7.30. Jimmy Palumbo and Mike Marino live from Carteret, Central New Jersey's in the house. All right, everybody, this week's Reverend Rundown is brought to you by Fightbook MMA, your worldwide leader in combat sports, health and fitness, and pro wrestling news. You can find them at www.fightbookmma.com and on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and indeed at Fightbook MMA. It's time for the Reverend's Rundown. Who the fuck is that guy? Bellator 271 results. Roman Feraldo hit an amazing flying knee to get his win at Bellator 271, as well as resident Bellator smoke show. Valerie Loreda bounced back after her last loss. Linton Vassal finds his way back in the winner's circle, and Aaron Pico picks up a victory and only took Cyborg one round to destroy her opponent and retain her women's championship belt. With Cyborg's last win and Kayla Harrison being the top female free agent in MMA, the talks between the two have kicked up both respect each other and are willing to fight. BKFC had two events this past weekend. The first event was BKFC 22 in Miami. In action was Lorenzo Hunt coming out victorious in a decision against Hector Lombard, and Britton Hart won on the scorecards against Pearl Gonzalez. This was a decision that I personally didn't agree with because Gonzalez had more strikes against her opponent and a better landing percentage. <coughs> <coughs> BKFC Fight Night New York major result was Joey Beltran loses to Arnold Adams by unanimous decision. Adams now takes the heavyweight title from Beltran in a hard-fought, terrific fight. Lorenzo Hunt may have come away victorious on the scorecards this weekend, but he will be responsible for paying fines and buying a brand-new belt for BKFC. Lorenzo Hunt, at the press conference, attacked Hector Lombard, grabbing his belt and smashing it against the table. In UFC news, Mickey Gall has signed on to fight Alex Morono on December 4th. 
UFC has yet to find a replacement for Jorge Masvidal. So at the moment, it appears Leon Edwards will be without a dance partner for the rest of 2021. For December 18th, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and Bilal Muhammad are signed to give us one hell of a welterweight fight to close out the year. That was your reverence rundown. Back to you, Chris Gucci. Get this off my telly, bro. That shit was so funny. <laughs> and that's my first note here was I'm glad you brought up Bilal Muhammad because Conor McGregor's tweet or his Instagram post where he's just zooms in on, I think it was Scott Smith. Is that his name? The UFC 205 light heavyweight got his, he fought John Jones. Anyway. Oh, Anthony uh, Lionheart fucking Smith. Smith. I said Scott Smith, Anthony um, Smith. Yeah, I'm thinking Scott Smith. Same, the same shit, different Force? toilet. So look, um, it was very funny. Go out there, look at Connor's tweet. He just zooms in on Bilal Muhammad's face. He's like, what the fuck is on my telly? Get off me telly! <laughs> like, what the but that was funny. You, I, was I sent you that, and you were like, he's higher than you right now. I was like, well, I don't know. I don't I was know about that one. That. I do not know about that one. But back to the reality of what's going on here. Um, you say in your rundown, and normally I would rip your rundown apart, and I've been told that I need to start doing that more often, but this one was so bad that I'm just going to leave it alone. And not only was it bad, it also took you 45 fucking minutes and 12 edits. Yeah, that was, that was rough, man. Bro, I might leave it all in there just so people get to see what I got to deal with every day. But the main thing that I want to say is, because I don't, get, I don't care about the BKFC or the Bellator events... Is Kayla Harrison actually a free agent already? Yes. Or does she still have one fight left under no, PFL? She, so it. she's done? Okay. So then I'll throw that note away. Um, Lorenzo Hunt made the entire weekend and made Bare Knuckle worth watching this weekend by doing what he did. So I don't think he's going to actually get fined. He might get fined by the commission. No, commission's but I think, they But I it. think that this Feldman character that you talk about so, ha so graciously, I think he's putting these guys up to that. Like... Hector Lombard doesn't strike me as the type of guy that would let that shit fly. Well, no, because so how that started was the last fight Lorenzo Hunt was in, the BKFC, he won. Or not Lorenzo Hunt, uh, Hector Lombard. Lorenzo Hunt came in the in the ring. I know, I know, and, and he hit him. Lombard hit him a couple times. Yeah, so I know I know the backstory behind it, but because of that and and his propensity to just go fly off the handle at any given moment. I, when I saw Lorenzo Hunt approach the press conference the way he did, first of all, here's why I say it's fixed. Because he's fighting him, he should have been in the press conference. should have been at the other podium. On the other side of, you know. I don't know if they do it that way with BKFC. Or maybe they don't do it that way with Hector Lombard because he's a psychopath. Could be. But <laughs> then if that's the case, then they should have never let this guy in the same room as him. I think it was a setup because if you have a pre-fight press conference and both guys are there, guess what? Both guys are there. It could be. It could be. So Feldman. you understand. It could be you understand where yeah. I'm coming from. And as I say that, I could see it in your face. When I first brought it up, you were like, "No, they're finding him." And then as I started talking, you were like, "Yeah, I'm sure you he's might gonna have get fined." Here. But if if that is the case, I'm sure Feldman's like, "Yeah, don't worry. I'll just sell a couple grams and I'll pay your fine yeah. for you. Don't worry about yeah. it." Um, well, twerp. The main thing though here is that you said the UFC is yet to find a partner or a replacement for Leon Edwards. I'm looking at this, and I see Bilal Muhammad underneath you saying that, and it's like that's one guy that offered his services. And honestly, I think that should have been the one. Yeah. Really, because there wasn't no contest. For somebody like Leon Edwards right now, if he doesn't take a fight, 
there's a strong chance that he gets passed up again for a title shot. Yeah. I understand that he's in a position now where he really shouldn't have to. Like, the, the championship fight just ended. Usman needs a, a guy, you know? So if I'm Leon Edwards, like, I understand. Like, I put it all on the line several times already. I'm basically have been deserving of a title shot for the better part of two years. Some of my fights that got canceled or... or taken off cards was not his fault. It wasn't like Leon Edwards was out here pulling out of fights. There was a lot of issues, maybe a visa issue. There mm -hmm. was the COVID thing. Then there was, he finally gets a fight. It's Bilal Muhammad. He doesn't even get a win in it because, yeah, he, you know, so there's just of a lot of controversy surrounding him. I think his last fight before Bilal Muhammad was the night that Masvidal punched him in his face. They fought on the same card, yeah. right? So I think Leon Edwards has been out of action for a long time. But then he's since come back. He fought Bilal Muhammad in a tough fight, fought Nate Diaz in a tough fight. You think you beat Nate Diaz, you get the title shot. That's the way he felt about it. There's been ongoing beef with Masvidal. So that fight made sense. Yeah, there was a story there. There's money involved for both guys. There's a backstory. And as far as I see it from a Leon Edwards camp standpoint, it's a very winnable fight. Right? Mm -hmm. I think Masvidal, his best days are behind him. I think he's a tough guy. But let's be real. He's, it's just about money now. It's just about money for him now. And reality speaking, it's like when you see a guy like if you're Leon Edwards, you see Masvidal get two title shots before you get one while being way more deserving than Masvidal was. Like Masvidal just became a star because of the punching Leon Edwards, knocking out Askren. But if you really look at it, what is – and then an ATS thing, right? But look at Masvidal's career. It's like he did nothing to warrant that title shot, let alone a second one. Mm -mm. Right, Leon Edwards deserves the shot. Now, speaking about the other guys that offered to step in, there was the Kamzat, right? There was a Gilbert I'm, Burns. I'm actually glad that you brought those two up because I didn't want to bring this up in the rundown because it it hasn't been signed. I don't even know how much it's been talked about yet. UFC is trying to get Gilbert to fight Kamzat. Well, nobody's going to fight that guy right now, right? Unless it's a lower ranked guy. Try like and Gilbert's trying to fight anybody, like a Neil Magny, perfect example of a guy that's trying to fight a Kamzat. Where he's like, "Look, I got nothing to lose. Let me steal some of this guy's shine because I'm otherwise one of the most boring fighters on the roster." <laughs> not talking bad about, him. I know, tough guy, but you understand, like he's yeah. not moving the needle at all for the UFC. So if he beats a guy like Kamzat, good on him. If he loses to a guy like Kamzat, it's like everyone expected that anyway. It's not going to do literally anything bad or good to his career, other than a little recovery time, but. When I look at it, I look at it from Leon Edwards' perspective. He was signed to fight Kamjat, right? But that fight fell through, and he took another tough fight. So it's like it's not like he's just like, oh, I'm not. At this point now, I think he's playing with fire by not fighting on this card against one of the guys that were willing to replace. Yeah, because I'm going to tell you this right now: if they are doing that that Gilbert Burns versus Kamjat fight, if Kamjat wins that fight, he's getting the title shot. Now, I got into a debate with, with Hawaii Mike, the oft-mentioned Hawaii Mike. Uh, I wouldn't say it was debate more than a discussion and talking about why I don't think Leon Edwards should take it, and he's saying, I don't, I agree with you, but here's why he should, and it's because if Kamzak comes in and he puts on a performance like we've known him to do of late, then he's going to steal that whatever title shot you had because your lack of willingness yep. to get in there. And we know how the UFC operates. They're going to be, they're going to give it to the company guy first. Yeah, and, and all that time that he was off and, and not fighting, were they offering him, you know, hey, you want to step in for this guy? Were they offering him those fights and he was turning them down? We don't really know that. 
Because if he was doing that, that doesn't it's, help. It's him. a little more. It's a little less likely that they're offering fighters throughout the pandemic that don't live in this country late re, late uh, replacement fights, unless it was on Fight Island. But even so, like it, you understand, like the dynamic of the yeah. visa issues, and I think there was visa issues in the early going of why he couldn't fight. So uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that there was something going on where he couldn't get here, so it wasn't even in his control. A lot of it has been hard luck on his case, you know, and then some of it's him being a little stubborn, trying to def- defend his position without having to defend his position, if that makes sense. Like, yep. defending his where he is with his words, but not willing to go in there and defend his position because he feels like his position is very solidified. But when you have the guys like Kamzat, right, and then you have Gilbert Burns could miss me with that. As much as I like him as a fighter, he doesn't deserve to be fighting a Leon Edwards. If I'm him, I'm throwing my name in that hat too because you can't lose, right? Like, same situation. Well, I mean, Kam- er, Kamzat... Uh, Gilbert Burns has been throwing his name in more hats than anything. Like, he's been trying to challenge everybody in, in that division. Um, the the Kamzat fight, that's probably going to happen. And I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I like Gilbert Burns. I like Gilbert Burns a lot. Me too. But after seeing what Kamzat just did to Jangalang, now look, I know Gilbert Burns is not the same fighter as that guy, but the fact that this guy's got that power to him and his range, and once he gets it to the ground, I have a feeling black belt will mean nothing because of his wrestling. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm If I had to pick who I think would win in a... Hypothetical matchup between those two, it's I think it's Kamzat because it's, he's bringing he's bringing way too many attributes. As good of a jiu-jitsu guy as uh, Burns is, it's like are you seeing him out there taking necks like Oliveira is and like no, you know he just like, wants to not you know out. he's he's not out there utilizing his jiu-jitsu the, the same way. Now in a jiu-jitsu straight grappling match, maybe you could give the Burns a little bit more of a chance. But I just think with I the think size, he just did one of those too with the he size did, uh, and he the just strength, did a grappling, uh, you know, Kamzat's a middleweight. Like, there's no question about it. Like, he's a middleweight. You know, he's a big, big welterweight. So, he's bringing down crazy attributes. You're. Not, it's going to be hard for these guys, if you're just a straight grappler, to really out-grapple him because he doesn't fear the grappling whatsoever at all, and he could strike, too, and he's bigger than you. So, it's like he's bigger. He's not afraid to grapple. So, he's gonna he'll, he'll, he will just completely let it all go standing up. Guys like that are very, very scary. It's almost like a Chuck Liddell. Yeah. You know, big enough to bang, big for the division, and really isn't trying to use his wrestling to take the fight to the ground. You know, he's like, okay, I'm gonna keep you I'm gonna keep you here. If I ever get in trouble, I have that. Mm -hmm. The the double leg is there, but I'm gonna turn you into a wrestler. And once you think that you're you're in a better spot now because you're not getting hit with my strikes, now you're actually in a worse spot because Mm -hmm. I'm better on the ground than I am striking. And I can't believe how good I'm talking about these comes out guys but it's like i have to i have an obligation to be realistic about my opinion you also when you got to see him it was just like okay (laughs) you know well well when you get to see him fight a guy that's not in the top 50 you know like like mirrors chart and these guys that he's been beating it's like okay cool i need to see it against a better guy now this guy ji zhang long good fighter but i still need to see more yeah Point well, blank. you said the same thing about Khabib, too. When he was, like, 25 and 0, you were like, eh, I'm not into it. I still need to see more. Then it was 26 and 0. It was what Omar said to you. He goes, so what is it, 27 and 0 going to make it for you? Um, 
there is a sh- are we talking about Khabib now? That's another beautiful yeah. transition because point point being is um Kamzad's the real deal. I don't think Leon Edwards should fight him. I think Leon Edwards is better off sitting out because if you're if it's Kamzat, then you're not getting your title shot anyway. <laughs> right? So you're better off just sitting this one out and playing it safe. Let's just wait for Kamzat to get the belt. Well, I, I, I keep forgetting it's Usman. So, I don't know. I mean, that's the fight that the UFC wants. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think you let Usman get one more win and then tell him to move up. You know, let him jump up to middleweight and and see if he could lap the middleweight division. Imagine if he did do that. I don't know if he can, but imagine if he did do that. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine it. He's actually, he actually can, right? Are we talking about Usman lapping? Yeah. Yeah, he already basically did. If he beats Leon Edwards because he... No, 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 I'm talking about if he goes up to middleweight and then laps oh, middleweight. Oh, no, no, no. He'll get killed at middleweight. Think so? Yeah. Honestly, I don't think it, he'd get killed, but he's not. He's if he's the same as GSP to me. There's a there's a healthy fear out of these two for whatever reason. I don't know if it's just like that's the jump that's the biggest. It's not, but it's like now you're you're entering a different realm. It's like well, yeah, because you look at a middleweight, they could be a light heavyweight. Yeah, so it's like you're. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You you're. He's a true welterweight. He's a big welterweight, but he's a true welterweight. So maybe go down, see if he can get down to fifty five. I don't know. That's a, that might be a big jump for him at his age now. He's getting up there. It's not that easy to cut that much weight. I don't know. There's a lot for Usman to do other than lapping the division twice, you, you know? Yeah, I have a hard time. I, I don't know. Regardless, let's talk about other stuff now because we could talk about Usman Leon Edwards. We talked about Usman for the past month. So let's talk about Twitter and Connor. And Khabib, and I feel like this is 2019 talking about Connor and Khabib, but really, I think Khabib is. Send me location. I think Khabib needs to either one of two things need to happen. Either a, if it is him tweeting all these things, he needs to stop, right? And b, if it's not him tweeting all these things, he needs to tell that person to stop. <laughs> Because Khabib, this isn't a good look for you, bro. It's just not what I'm used to seeing out of the the stoic Russian. If that makes yeah. sense. The way he said about Aldo way back in the day, and I say way back, it was about a couple months ago, right? Aldo delivered a perfect response then. And did you read Jose Aldo's newest statement that he made? Yeah, it was. I it was. It was referring to the Glover Teixeira and how you know Khabib sat here and said that uh, you know it's impossible to have a resurgence in this sport, blah blah blah. And then he said pointed to Glover Teixeira as a prime example. Now, granted, that's a different division. Yeah, but, I mean, we talked about that last week when. Light heavy, and I said, maybe you could say middleweight, maybe, but light heavyweight and heavyweight, you yes. could be older and the be point in that that I'm making, The point that I'm making here is, is that Khabib needs to stop speaking as he's like the almighty gospel in MMA and like what is and what isn't and what can and what can't happen because... You know, he's got a lot to, he's got too much to say. Jose Aldo saying that he can't come back and can't, can't refine it. I don't know that Jose Aldo ever lost it. You look at the guys that he's lost to. It's not like he's out here getting yeah. beat by bad, bad fighters. It's Max Holloway. It's fucking champions. You know, the, the, the best of the best. Now, to the point that I was trying to make, though, is with Khabib tweeting the way he is, and Jose Aldo's response was perfect. He said, Khabib doesn't fight anymore, and he's bored. And I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm fucked up for not having this quote in front of me right now. But 
he was just making the point. It's like yeah, he's, no, you're, he's you're got you're nothing right. else to yeah. do with himself now, so he talks. He's just a talker now. Let him keep talking, but we're out here fighting still. So then Khabib tweeted at Justin Gaethje saying, who do you think you are demanding a title shot? You got finished in three of your last 10 fights, and you got a title shot, and you fell asleep. Now, understandably, like, that's Khabib talking shit because he choked Justin Gaethje asleep. Justin Gaethje comes back and he's like, I'm not even sure that this is fucking Khabib running this account. Do you think Khabib's running his own account? I think he is, but I think like him and Justin are friendly. So I think there was Khabib messing with him a little bit. And why wouldn't you want the fighter that you're training to be getting the title shot? He wants Islam to get the title shot. How, well, how would you not? Yeah, of course. You know, but but there's ways to go about it. They're saying like I I think my guy should like Justin Gaethje has ever, is well within his rights to oh, be demanding a, a title shot. Without he's in line for the title. He's beaten guys that have been former champions. He's lost to only guys that have been I think, former I champions. Think Khabib knows that too, but maybe Khabib is bored. Maybe he sees that Connor makes a dickhead out of himself on Twitter, and people, people still, still love him. him. I don't know that people still love him, but people still love it. Like, yeah. we talk about it. Yeah. You know? And how else is Khabib going to stay in the news other than his board? Like, his fighter is boring. I'm sorry to say, but, like, holy shit, dude. Watching him fight, all good, great. Even, that, even that's kind of boring to me. But, <laughs> Jesus, like, just, like, I, he knows less English than Khabib. And if he knows any English, he wouldn't know it because he doesn't open his fucking mouth. Well, this is, maybe this is how Khabib's going to get him out there because of him. I mean, I don't think Islam is big on on Twitter or or Instagram. speaking in general. Yeah. So fuck it. Let Khabib do it. It works for Ali. <laughs> That's how he gets his guys. So fights. Ali is the is the actual Twitter. It could right. be. He, he's the one running the Twitter, which it is funny be. because like there's it all ties in together. We sat talked about it in pre, and it's like Eddie Alvarez was chiming in on this and he was like, nah, you know, like Justin Gaethje definitely deserves it. He's like, you know, Islam is the future, but Khabib, let's be real here. And then that's when Justin Gaethje chimed in and said, I don't even believe, hey, Eddie, I don't even believe it's Team Khabib running this. Someone <laughs> else is running this account. Eddie Alvarez then said, hey, Ali, <laughs> talking to Ali Abdelaziz, the terrorist, he was, like, um, he was like, hey, Ali, you got my home phone number, bro. If you want to talk, just call me. And then, the, and then it died out. And then the four of them Because you want to know why it died out? Why? Because then Ali picked up the phone and called Eddie. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is me. And then it is the whole Twitter war You know stuff. why it died out? Because the four of them were probably in a meeting together, all yeah. laughing and saying, let's fuck. And then Tony Ferguson came in and, with a baseball in his hand, and it was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here, Tony? He's another, like, Tony. That's another one. Khabib, Khabib was like, you haven't even landed a punch in the last no, five years. You've lost. You haven't won a round in the past three years. I mean, Damn. He was like, I would get personal, but I, you know, I respect you too much. Just go home, Tony. And he was like, wait, I wouldn't get personal. It's like, that was pretty fucking brutal. What you just said to him. Maybe he was not, he was going to make fun of his like mental health issues or his, or, or his like his, or the fact that he, you know, domestics and domestics and things like that. Or you could just take the baseball and the workout gloves and just like have fun with that one because yeah, go, go kick a fucking metal pole on your newly surgical. Uh, and you know the the leg that you just got surgery on. I don't know. He's another one. Dude, go away. Yeah. I'm I'm so over the Tony Ferguson shit. The I only really guy am. I would like to see him fight at this point is Connor because I don't know that there's anyone else out there that Connor could beat. <laughs> it's like I love to see that because Connor is another one. 
right? There's I'm going to so pace much. back and forth in There's front of so my TV. Much. That was fake. I, I know you're saying that, and it could have been. It, it was funny, whatever it was, but the reason why I would think it was real is because it's Connor. Like, D, D, take a video, watch. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm a, I want to fight Max in the TV. On the I'm trying to figure out what fucking accent you're doing. It's bouncing between British and, and Irish. And, like, New Zealand, Australian. <laughs> All my fans in New Zealand. All right. Well, that was a good show, all things considered. We had no content, and um, now we we made it through to, like, the 40-minute mark. I'm actually impressed. Well, I mean, we really didn't because there's a whole lot of editing that you have to do. No, I I marked that out. But anyway, that's it for today's show. You could catch us both on – where else are you? You're not anywhere anymore. All right, let me run that back. X. Wow. <laughs> you know, you know, you, didn't you used to be Tommy D? <laughs> so fairly successful show today, considering the lack of content and my mood going into this. Um, you could catch me in a better mood Monday through Friday on the Chop Sports Daily. That's also possibly not true because I was pretty angry today. You were. Because they're talking about my boy, but that's another story. Catch me Monday through Friday on the Chop Daily, Chop Sports Daily on YouTube and on Facebook. And go on my Twitter account and follow Chris Gucci. That's it. Just at Chris Gucci. Give me a follow. I will or will not follow you back depending on how cool you are. So go check me out there. Tommy, you got your plugs, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. All right, everybody. Make sure you head over to www.fightbookmma.com for all of your fight news, pro wrestling news, boxing. And uh, you can also find our show on the, uh, on the top tabs on the website. Um, we, we didn't get the chance to mention this, but uh, this weekend... Uh, you have uh, Misha Tate and Caitlin Vieira. That fight is this weekend. And uh, Michael Chiesa against Sean Brady. So don't miss that. Check out the Pick Bish. Our, buddy, our friend over there, Kyle Kerbs' oh, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she will be putting out her bets and, and who she's picking for the fights this weekend. She will be working with us very soon. So uh, go and, of course, check her out. And if you want to find me i am at instagram at tommy d Chopheads. um i post a lot of wrestling stuff so if you're a wrestling fan check out the videos that i post from the events that i'm at and uh i'm gonna start posting some more mma stuff too it's just not a lot funny to post that hasn't already been posted by 30 other million people you know yeah so keep posting your fucking low budget circus act wrestling shows that you do and that'll get you followers hey the guys use the videos the wrestlers use the videos to hype themselves now you shut the fuck up and you hit the button the in the proper order let's see if we can do it my man my man i'm not supposed to talk because you told me to shut the fuck up first um, and there was like a long pause in between the shut the fuck up and the hit the button. You were supposed to do it fast, so I had to edit that. Damn, dog. You flipped out about Chase Bank, just like Kareem flipped out about Westlake Financial. Remember that? When, you, when he towed his car and he came on the show, and was just like, fuck you, Westlake Financial, cocksuckers. I do remember that now. <laughs>